2: This is the Red Sox Precap, with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelly Verstrait, part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome to the Red Sox Precap Podcast from Over the Monster, where we recap, the series has just ended, the preview, series is about to start. I'm your host, Keaton DeRocher, joined by Shelly Verstrait, and Shelly, uh, we we won a series.
1: I know. I I feel so. I just I'm like on cloud nine right now. We actually did something good.
2: Yeah, won a series in spectacular fashion today. Moreland getting walk off two run homer in the bottom of the ninth, which we will get to in more detail. But as always, we will start with game one of the series, which the Red Sox were able to take five to three off of the back of Alex Verdugo who hit two homers, made a couple spectacular plays in the field, most um, mostly really robbing old friend Travis Shaw of a home run right at the wall on a great catch. Um, pitching matchup for game one, Ryan Weber versus Tanner Roark. And Shelley. we saw kind of more of the same from Weber. Uh, he was only able to get through three innings, gave up two runs, five hits, two walks, three strikeouts. Um, gave up some runs early again, but contrary to... A lot of the previous games we've seen, the Red Sox bats were actually able to claw some of that back right away with Roark only going three innings as well and giving up four runs. So I guess uh, silver linings, the Red Sox bats were able to claw back from an early deficit uh, where we giving up a home run. The very first batter of the series, Kevin Biggio, uh, giving up a couple early runs. It just seems like that's going to have to be kind of the trend for the season because I don't think pitchers giving up early runs and games is really going to go away with the staff that they're rolling out.
1: Yeah. Um, other than maybe Earvaldi, like, yeah, unfortunately, uh, we're probably going to be in a deficit within the first couple of innings. Um, and just Weber, he's just like so hittable. So this was kind of on par, but uh I mean, I, I remember watching on Friday like it was a really bad matchup. Like Roark could not find the zone. He had five walks in three innings, and then Ryan Weber was doing his normal, you know, Ryan Weber type of stuff. So it was it was it was it was a tough going those couple innings. I was like, oh boy, this is bad. <laughs> this is bad yeah. baseball.
2: <laughs> Red Sox scored their first run with a bases loaded walk in the bottom of the first. So they were able to get that run back relatively quickly. Quickly, um. Then the Red Sox bullpen, uh, for the most part, settled down. Henry went an inning clean. Brewer went an inning clean. Brazier had a bit of a struggle of an inning, gave up a run, got out of a bases loaded jam. Austin Bryce then went clean inning. Barnes a clean inning, and Workman got the save. Um, some other things from this game. Uh, Mitch Moreland hit a home run. He had himself quite a series. So He's yeah. now up to batting 292. Um Safe to say he should probably be getting a lot of playing time. Uh, also had some spectacular plays at first this entire series. Give him a gold glove just for these three games alone. Yeah. And uh, Verdugo, as we said, had two home runs. He went two for three. Brazo went two for three. And Bogarts also had a hit. Red Sox astonishingly stranded a season high. 21 batters in this game, (laughs) but we're still able to get five runs. Um, This, I mean, we've highlighted this on every single podcast. The Red Sox are really struggling, even in games that they win, with leaving a ton of guys on base.
1: Yeah, it it, it, it's so frustrating because you're watching these games, and I mean, you see, you know, someone on first, someone on second, someone on first and third, you know, stuff like that, and it's just like we can't you know, get anyone across the plate. Like, uh, it, it's so frustrating. Like, what, do you, what would you do if, like, if you were the manager to fix that? If you can.
2: Um, I mean, I guess first I would mix up the lineup because I, I guess yeah. it would seem like most of the hits are coming from one part of the lineup. But sure. um, that's one thing that Renicky actually has been doing like every single game. It's like a new lineup. Yeah. And people have been hitting in the bottom and the top. And it still just seems like it's just... A massive amount of inconsistency all throughout the lineup. I don't know. Maybe not mixing it up. Maybe yeah. it's it's if guys are comfortable in a certain spot in the order, then leave them there. And Maybe we'll see this kind of start to work. Because I guess intuitively, they should be scoring runs. Yep. But they're just not. Yeah. So they took game one of the series, five to three. Game two of the series was Zach Godley versus Chase Anderson. And Godley actually um, pitched pretty well. Went four innings, only gave up three hits, two walks, three strikeouts, no earned runs. Uh, Toronto did take this game two to one. Uh, Red Sox killer Rowdy Tilies in the top of the eighth, I believe, put the go run go ahead run home on a fielder's choice. Jay um, Anderson went three innings, gave up one run, two walks, one strikeout. And both bullpens were able to actually really kind of lock everything down from there, um, with the exception of Heath Henry and Jordan Walden. Oh, actually, after something to mention, after game one, uh, Ryan Barber was sent to the alternate site. So we have a, I guess, technically an opening in the starting rotation, although he was starting bullpen day, so we have an opening for Another bullpen day. <laughs> exactly. So it'll be interesting to see how that gets handled. But again, we saw uh, our man Phillips Valdez go an inning, gave up two hits, one walk, was able to get that clean inning in. Uh, and then Hembry uh, blowing the save uh, with two thirds of an inning. Um, and then Brazier got through a clean third of an inning with a strikeout in his, and then uh, Springs closed it out after Walding with two strikeouts in one inning. So surprisingly, mm-hmm. Um. really the past couple series, the bullpen has been relatively steady. I mean, we had um, Barnes blow save against the Yankees. They've had their moments where they haven't done, uh, you know, where they've had letdowns. I guess you could consider this game because it was a bullpen game throughout. But for the most part, the bullpen has actually been pretty steady over the past uh, five, six, seven games.
1: Uh, yeah, which has been, uh, surprising and kind of comforting. I mean, yeah, I mean, these guys aren't really like, you know, the super sexy names. Uh, but they're able to just kind of hold their own. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been very encouraging, especially with the Blue Jays lineup. Uh, the top of that lineup is, is pretty crazy, like with Biggio and Bichette and Guerrero Jr. and Teoscar Hernandez and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it it's just been really encouraging to see the the bullpen kind of just kind of hold their own.
2: Yeah, Moreland had a hit. The Red Sox one run came off of a Christian Vasquez single. He continued his stellar season. Uh, the Red Sox left sixteen men on base in this game, um, and all they needed was two. <laughs> so yeah. that's frustrating to see. But um, at least I guess they didn't leave twenty. So yeah, they made progress.
1: Woo-hoo. Oh, and um, Alex Verdugo is now hitting leadoff.
2: Yes, consistently, which is exactly what we like to see. Yes. But as uh, uh, might be coming out tomorrow, uh, I have an article about not giving up on Benintendi just yet. Maybe as a leadoff hitter, but just in general, don't give up on <laughs> it. <laughs> then we go into game three of this series, which just ended Uh, moments ago where the Red Sox win. The Red Sox take the series. Um, I believe this is the first series win of the year for the Red Sox as they split with Tampa. Um, So maybe they're starting to catch some lightning in a bottle here. We will find out. The pitching matchup here, uh, Matt Schumacher versus Nathan Valdi. Nathan Valdi tied a career high with 10 strikeouts in six innings. Did give up uh, six hits and three runs, no walks. Uh, Schumacher matched him pretty much the whole way. Six innings, three run, runs, no walks. Gave up six, uh, or accumulated six strikeouts. And then uh, Osage came in with a clean inning. Austin Bryce, a clean inning. And Matt Barnes, a clean inning for the win. So, Shelly, this is two starts now in a row where we've seen Ivaldi... Have much better success getting swings and misses and racking up strikeouts, but his effectiveness was also not there, giving up three runs in this outing. I believe he had four runs in his previous outing, or might have been four runs, three earned. Either way, is it a little odd that the more success he has in missing pitches, the less effective he is overall?
1: Um, Yes and no. Uh, I guess maybe uh, maybe I, I need to do like, some more research on this I mean with that 10 strikeouts and then giving up three in runs with two home runs it just seems like he's just like really attacking the zone more which I like to see with the you know the, the stuff and the velocity that he has but if he's gonna attack the zone this much to get those strikeouts, unfortunately I think he's gonna give up a few taters or two.
2: yes and that was definitely something that we saw last year and hopefully won't, uh might be able to get a little bit wrangled in here. Um, the big hits for the Red Sox coming uh, from Mitch Moreland, who had two home runs, including the walk-off two-run shot in the bottom of the ninth. Devers also hit an absolute bomb to center field. Um, well, I guess what was – so now that we, we have a, a series win under our belts, what was your overall impression of uh, the Red Sox in this series? And do you think they can carry this momentum forward into a uh, four-game set with Tampa?
1: Uh, I was actually watching the series. I was pretty encouraged. Um, I think that the, the the lineup kind of held their own. And also the bullpen kind of held their own. Um, so I, I am pretty encouraged going into, into Tampa. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mitch Borland, he, he just... He's definitely the MVP in the series.
2: Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, hundred percent agree. And actually, I guess I was looking at the wrong tab. Uh, he is now hitting three twenty three after his uh, two for four performance is updated for today, and he has an OPS of twelve ninety nine.
1: Yes, he yeah,
2: so good, <laughs> hitting the crap out of the ball. And I guess what we'd like to see here—they only left five men on base this game. Oh, that's beautiful. So if you got on base. You got home today, at least. Uh, Moreland really did the majority of the damage. Red Sox only had four hits. Uh, Devers and Moreland's two home runs. And the other hit came from Jackie Bradley Jr., who was one for two. So a bit quiet night for the Bats overall. But when they did get hits, they did some damage. Alrighty, Uh, we will take a break. We will come back.
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All
2: right. Tampa Bay. So we saw them last week uh, at a time when they were, uh, I believe, one game ahead of the Red Sox for last place in the division. The Red Sox now, after taking two out of three from Toronto, are no longer last in the division, they are, uh, or I guess technically they are, they're just percentage points ahead of the Blue Jays. But the Rays uh, have been on a bit of a bit of a heater here over the last few games. They took two out of two from the Yankees. They had a game on Friday that was postponed. Um, two that did play, they won. They are now only two games back of New York, the first place in the AL East, and now have a four-game set with the Red Sox. Shelley. Are you concerned that Tampa Bay is getting hot at the right time for a four-game set with the Red Sox, avoiding uh, having to face Nathan Walcott? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I am a bit scared with this with this four-game uh set with the Rays because, like you said, they're getting hot, and um, unfortunately, like towards the end, we're going to have to face Snell and Glass now, which scares me immensely.
2: Yep. Uh, The pitching matchup as they stand right now, we have a bullpen day on Monday versus Ryan Yarbrough. Uh, Martin Perez versus a bullpen game for Tampa. And then I guess what we're assuming is going to be another bullpen day uh, because we don't have Ryan Weber anymore. Um, I mean, those were basically bullpen days anyway. Versus Blake Snell and then Zach Godley uh, coming off now. A couple decent outings here versus Tyler Glasnow. This is gonna be a tall task. Yes. <laughs> uh hot batters for the Tampa Bay right now. Uh, Brandon Lau has kind of found his stroke now hitting 275. He's got three homers, ten RBIs. Uh, he did some damage against the Red Sox in that two-game series. Uh, Jose Martinez up to 268. Joey Wendell at 286, who had a home run against the Red Sox in that last series. So. Bats seem like they are getting straightened out down in Tampa uh, to go with their pitching, and that has led to their recent bit of success. Um, team that we figured was going to be pretty hot, but got off to a slow start. So it's going to be uh, just kind of uh, an interesting. I mean, mainly what you ta- I mean, you talked about having to face Blake Snell and Tyler Glasnow. Those were two guys in particular that were getting off to pretty slow starts, and that was kind of leading to the struggles of Tampa Bay who actually got swept by Baltimore in the second series of the season, I think it was. Uh, However, their pitching has really kind of figured it out. I guess if there's one thing to worry about with Tampa's pitching, it's that uh, Charlie Morton left today's game early, but the Red Sox wouldn't have to face him anyway. So that unfortunately doesn't become a benefit for the Red Sox, whoever Tampa ends up playing after probably doesn't have to face Charlie Morton. So, good for them. Uh, but Blake Snell and Tyler Glasnow both kind of figured it out, and Glasnow is looking like a potential scion candidate. He's been on fire the last couple starts. That's not encouraging for a Red Sox offense that is still, by and large, scuttling.
1: Yep, I, I, I'm really not looking forward to uh, this, especially with Snell. I, he's only gone like three to four innings um, at each outing, but the dude is, you know, he still blinks now. So he's still going to strike a lot of people out and, and same with glass now. And just seeing that we have potentially two bullpen games going up against uh, the Tampa Bay offense that has really started to uh, click it. Um, I'm, I'm kind of scared, very scared, actually not kind of very.
2: <laughs> yeah. The Red Sox got to Ryan Yarbrough in their two games set last week. Um, but, Red Sox aside, Yarbrough has actually been on fire with a sub two ERA. Yeah, so that's not going to be an easy outing. Tampa's bullpen is actually built for a bullpen day, uh, so they can manage that and work around short outings. Still, with getting Blake Snell stretched out, so I think it's going to be an uphill battle. I think um, Tampa's peaking at the right time. They have the right pitching matchups. I think that. The way the the Red Sox are still struggling to get guys uh, on base into score runs, um, it feels like Tampa's is probably going to take three out of four.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Um, I I do think that we're we'll, we'll win one game, but it's definitely going to be uh, three out of four because I just I just while our our bullpen has been you know holding it for a bit, I, I just don't know if we can hold it with the Rays.
2: Yep, tall task, tall task for the Red Sox. Um, MVP of the series. Um, I'm gonna go with Tyler Glas now. I feel like he's actually gonna, he's gonna throw a gem. It just it, the way it's trending. Like the Red Sox offense scuttling, can't score runs, and he's striking out guys left and right. It just seems like a just a bad matchup for the Red Sox.
1: Yeah, um, I'll go that kind of like the same route, but I'll go with Blake Snell because that dude is a that dude's that dude's really, really nasty. So I'll go with Blake Snell. But yeah, it, it's either going to be Snell or Glass Snell that's just going yeah. to just rack up strikeouts.
2: Tough matchups. Uh, the Red Sox have won three out of four, uh, but it feels like that a lot of that was matchup driven. Yeah. In the series against Tampa Bay, they're just not in the Red Sox' favor.
1: Yep. Totally. Totally agree. It's going to be uh, uh, not fun to, to watch this series.
2: Nope. And so that'll do it for us right now. We have a four-game set here with Tampa, and then we will be with you again on Thursday night to preview another four-game set against the Yankees. Real tough stretch for the Red Sox here. So if they uh, want to build on this momentum of three out of four, uh, these next eight games are going to be a very, very tall task Yep. to keep that rolling. But if they can come out on the right side of it, uh, they actually might be in a bit of a position to do some damage here in the division, but... We will review and preview again on Thursday. We'll see you later in the week. Thanks.